has already begun. There is a last place you will ever go. A last door you will ever walk through. A last sight you will ever see. And every step you ever take is moving you closer. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. This is a podcast about Doctor Who. We're talking about the latest episode uh, that aired on May 27th called The Pyramid at the End of the World. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And The Pyramid at the End of the World is the second part in a trilogy story. And one of the things that Jeff had mentioned last time was it's harder to review an episode that we haven't seen the completion of yet, so obviously, you know, we're kind of just reviewing one episode and kind of tying it into the past one, so what did people think of it? I thought it was okay. Yeah, same here. Okay, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... I have a lot to say, but I'll, I'll let you guys start, because, um, so, was there anything good in it that you liked? Because uh, you said you liked it, you kind of, it was okay, so, what was in it that was good? Tell me! Peter Capaldi. Okay. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was just a, a mediocre sto- filler story, it felt like, because, they were harking on the blindness and you kind of got the hint that this was how uh, Bill was going to find out and she was going to go to the monks to get the doctor's eyesight fixed and she was going to do a typical companion screw everything up and that's what happened it was kind of kind of predictable mm-hmm. but Peter Capaldi was great he had a lot of great lines and dialogue and he was I thought he was pretty good yeah, I thought he was pretty good. I do think they're taking a pretty heavy hand foreshadowing his regeneration, um, which is kind of bugging me. I mean, he had that meditation scene where he was, you know, picking at the guitar and, and talking. I thought that was a great scene, and I thought he did a great job with it, but it was like, okay, I get it. He's going to die soon, you know, and he's going to regenerate soon. And it was just a little like beating you over the head with it. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of over dramatic scenes in this episode. Um, I, I I also don't like the foreshadowing at all. I also found and maybe I'm misleading maybe I'm misremembering everything else, but previous episodes, um, this is this doctor was like reminding me of of the last couple. He was self-complimenting himself constantly, especially toward the end. I know they were drumming up the whole, the doctor's in control, and then he's going to screw it up at the end. And I understand that, but he was going on and on about it. I'm the president. Oh, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing, oh, yeah, here I am, you know, and he's all, and it reminded me of, of oh, yeah, you know, the doctors from the past were kind of just like over, um, what am I thinking of, overconfident, and, um, I just didn't like that. It's it's very an ugly sort of characterization character to have um, when people are so arrogant and cocky and everything. And that's what he got. And I know again they tried to do it because they were like, oh, the doctor screwed up because he can't see the 
combination, but still, it was I thought it was overdone. But couldn't he just use his glasses as like a cell phone and do a FaceTime with Bill and have her look at the combination, and he could have well, and you done it. you bring up a really good point there, Jeff. There's a lot of stuff in this story that you have to kind of ignore. Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? Well, Moffat doesn't care. He's just going to write it in, and even though stuff doesn't make any sense. And I don't remember us running into that in the first few episodes of this season, where we were like, wait a minute, you know, we're kind of, it all kind of made sense, but now we're dealing with bad script writing, I think. Yeah, there, there was a lot of... I hate those friggin' sunglasses. Um, yeah, well, they're gone now, so... Uh, well, that, for now, I mean, <laughs> he had them before and he wasn't blind. Um, I, there was a lot of oh, that. Yeah. You know, why did he Why did he not tell her? Yeah, the whole blindness thing was totally blown out. The dramatic music comes in, she gets all weepy. I understand she's guilty because she was partially responsible for the blindness, but... There was no reason to keep her in the dark, pardon the pun, and why they made a big deal out of it. I'm blind. Oh, who cares? It was, and she said it. She said, what was the quote? She said, you stupidest idiot ever. And yeah. I said, yeah, that was kind of stupid. And I thought, well, maybe she was talking to Stephen Moffat. So, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I thought that was overblown. There was no, the, the plot element was the doctor's blindness gets them in the end, and they have to make a decision to get the blindness back. But they went through so many hoops to get there, it was just unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like a lot that she's going to turn over the whole planet. Just so he can see. Can see. Well, and then she she has confidence in him that she's he's going to be able to save the planet. But he's sitting there going, no, 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 no. And no one listened to him. And this is... My other biggest problem with this episode was Bill. Every episode we've come to up to this point, except for the last one and this one, Bill's character is what makes her good, what makes her important. Now Moffat doesn't know how to write for her, so he writes in this, I'm nothing, I'm not important, and like, yes you are, and we've seen this over and over again, where the companion is given something that they should be, shouldn't be given, and now she makes a decision that's a bad decision. How many times did Clara do the same thing with the moon and the whatever? There's, you know, there's always a decision that the companion has to be made to. That doesn't make the companion important and that we want to like the companion. We want to... Okay. <laughs> the dog doesn't like Ken complaining. Well, you know, <laughs> is that the Moffat dog? So anyways, but that, that that's, that's my biggest problem yeah, with this. Yeah, she was totally not... And character has she has been in the other previous episodes. She's been like totally off. I mean, she's telling so. her friend about everything. That was stupid. I, I, I no, mean, telling her friend like it was a dream. Well, th and that was okay. And there's a gag there because then it happens again where the people run in there and it's like, oh boy, it happened in the dream and it happened in real life. But yeah, it was kind of you're you're trying to. You're trying to sleep with someone, and you're going to tell them something stupid like that. It kind of... I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and the whole president of the world thing I hate, but they brought that back. Good. I'm glad they did that. That's good. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, changing the phones so they do the time thing. 
Um, what, did everyone in the world's phone change? I don't know. That's kind of dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah that, the monks did that, though. Well, that's what I mean. Well, Moffat did it. <laughs> it yeah. It's just kind of... Uh, okay, I don't know. And uh, I also didn't like the politics in this. They were overdoing the whole... How is it that these people can can be peaceful? Oh my God, I can't believe it! You know, it's like, you know, just right. get over yourself. You know, it's kind of. I have a I have a checklist here. I'm trying to get through them as quick as possible. <laughs> I thought the special effects were horrible, uh, which is, I don't usually complain about the effects. I thought that when they those guys disintegrated, it was pretty cool. But the planes and stuff just that, that was bad. I lost you. Okay, well, it wasn't that important. I said the effects were bad. Some of the effects were bad, like when they brought the plane in and everything. Yeah, that, that didn't look that good. Yeah, that was And bad. the submarine. Submarine. Is that was kind of, that was dumb. So, yeah. I have a question about that scene. Uh, they use a tractor beam to bring the plane down. Why did the monks transport into the plane and have to look like they're flying the plane? They, had a, they even had a... a a guy in the back, like they had the two pilot, the co-pilot, and the navigator in the back. Why did they do that? <laughs> it was dumb. The imagery was like, oh, cool, there's some monks up there that are like flying so the plane. So when the submarine came, where the monks must have been the whole submarine crew then, too. Yeah, I mean, what did they do? Replace all the people? And then, and then they were all falling to the back of the sub because it was, like, pointing into the ground. So were they falling all over the place? It just... And, and, well, okay, yeah, so. and why are they flying around in a pyramid? I don't know. If they're from, if they're from outer space, why would they have a pyramid? I don't know. Could have been worse. Moffat could have made it into something really dumb. A pyramid's kind of cool because it's always been connected to space somehow, and it's like... True, yeah. <laughs> I do like the concept that the aliens were kind of saying, hey, look, your, your Earth is going to get destroyed soon, and you have to... Um, you have to, let, you know, take let us take over. I, I do like that idea. It's not a typical aliens taking over the planet. They're kind of, you know, putting themselves in position so they could take over. So I thought that was okay. And of course, we yeah, got, I didn't mind that. I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was weird that we must be loved and we must be wanted. Yeah, it was a little over your world. I don't get it. What, like, how do they think that that's I mean, I guess they're looking for what Bill did out of a, a place of actual love and not... Well, I think what it means is she actually meant it. She actually wanted to, to, to do this to get the doctor his eyesight, where the UN guy and the, the, three, the three generals were just doing it for the hell of it, where, where she actually meant it. I think that's more what they were going towards. Well, I think... Because they were... Because the UN general was doing it out of fear, and the generals were doing it out of duty or whatever. Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Julia is talking about why do the aliens have that? Why are they requesting that? Well, why does it have to be that? Uh, maybe, maybe that's how those aliens t they have some sort of way of taking over the planet, but but the people have to agree to it. I think uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well. Well, I maybe. Because she was more genuine than no, no, the military people? He's not talking about why Bill was able to do it. He's, why are the aliens asking for that? Well, why can't they just take over the planet? Why do they have to say, oh, no, it has to be love and blah, blah, blah? Why are the aliens like that? Maybe they find it as a weakness. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't think we know that yet. Maybe we'll find out next week. Yeah. You're going to watch it next week? Or? Well, I think Toby Whitehouse writes, is writing the next episode, so it should be pretty good. Okay. The White House? What? Toby Whitehouse is writing oh, um, the next episode. I didn't, so. I didn't see the clips from next week, so I don't know what's... I could only find an 11-second clip from next week. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I'll post it. My thing got cut yeah. off, so I didn't see the end credits. Or... Well, it's I'll, I'll post it on the, the website okay. and see it. It looks like it's an alternate reality. Right. They're like in like 30s, dressed up like they're in the 30s. What? About well, Bill next... looks like she's dressed up from in like the 1930s. No, next week's episode is it takes place right after this one. Yeah. Right? And, and it takes and place... An al- no, on alternate reality. Earth is all different. But what does that, what does that have to do with, with what we just saw? Because the, the, everything changes. Why? Oh, well, you have to watch and find out. And there was a scene where Bill shoots the doctor twice. And, oh, you're going to love it. And Missy's in it, too. I'm actually looking forward to Missy at this point because it can't get any worse. But So... <laughs> Um, there's a deleted scene in this episode that one of the lab techs calls OSHA and says that their lab is horribly designed and they have such horrible precautions to allow a virus or bacteria to go out in the uh, world. I thought that was pretty bad. (laughs) It just seems like uh, that whole thing was very contrived to try to get, oh, that's going to be the end of the world. This lab shouldn't be holding on to stuff that's dangerous when they are just kind of like leaving doors open and sticking their heads in the smoke or the, the gas or whatever. It just was bad. Was that the scene that was deleted because of the Manchester bombing? No, I, I just made that up. Oh. I, I made it up because I thought the lab the, the lab shouldn't have, structured, shouldn't have been structured like that to allow... It just was, and again, all shows do this, but it just seems like there wasn't enough precautions and safety guards to prevent that from happening. So the Earth, uh, I don't know. Why well, the would, guy was hung over. That's why everything happened. Yeah, but, but they, they had... No, he's talking about... The bacteria the, gets the vented out in the system. atmosphere. Why would a bacteria get vented out into the, into the... It just didn't make any sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. What they should have had was when they filtration it, have it go through like an incinerator and then go out into the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, that, that happens. But that's... Not, yeah, but not in this not lab. Really, so. Like in actual real life, that's what happens. There are things called scrubbers inside the incinerator, inside the chimney that clean those things. Yeah, well, apparently this well, one not, broken. not at this place. <laughs> that's why they called OSHA, because they said, we, we need to get that fixed. Um... Maybe there's an answer to this. Obviously, we're not going to get the answer next week because we're in an alternate reality. Why didn't Ardell get knocked out? He had human lungs. Yes, human lungs. Okay, why did he get knocked out? <laughs> okay, because why he... Why was there gas in the TARDIS? Because the TARDIS was inside the lab. Okay, so... And we... they opened up the door to go out and go back in. And that's how we got in there. Duh. Okay, when they open the door in space, how come they don't get sucked out? Well, yeah, there's that force field. I don't know. It just seemed a lot of gas got in there for the door to be open for five seconds. And there was no gas. I mean, I don't know. It just, that was, 
another. We got to knock Nordal out because otherwise he'd be able to figure out the combination. So they just find a stupid way. I don't know. And why didn't he yeah. dissolve? Wait, not a here's one thing. Why was the doctor trying to escape to the combination? Like, why didn't he just go back into the TARDIS? Because the TARDIS was where the bomb was going to go off. What, what do you mean? The bomb was somewhere else. So the no. bomb was in the lab where the plants were, and the TARDIS was in the control room with with the girl, with the... Yeah, but that's where Nardo got knocked out, because that's what the bacteria got in and knocked him out. Yeah, so how did it get over there? I don't know. So, it, shouldn't the doctor have just gone in there? The airlocks were left open, and then when Erica ran, she shut them between the control rooms and the lab. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why she didn't run into the TARDIS. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, he could have easily made a bomb inside the TARDIS, been in the TARDIS, thrown the bomb out, left, or at least stayed in the TARDIS and blown everything up and been safe. Well, it, it, was, it didn't blow up the whole lab. It just blew up the area where the gas was being was coming from, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it did. It just blew up that place where the plants were. But the gas it, got all over the TARDIS. I don't know how it didn't. I don't know. It just... It's it's a device. It's a very clunky device. So, damn it, Ken! I hate discussing this with you because then I come up with all these things that I'm like, oh yeah, that didn't work either. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I, I've asked. Welcome to our world. I've emailed Amafet before and told him to please run all scripts by me first, but he doesn't ever wants to listen. So. <laughs> I don't know what the people online think about this one. I mean, oh, Moffat's back. He's the best. A lot of people are loving it. Good. I mean, it's not the worst of the worst. I mean, he's done a lot worse than this. This season? So, I think it's well, the not this season. I think it's worse this season. This is, you think it's the worst one? It probably is, not, is the weakest so far of the season. Yeah. It the, is, but yeah. getting good reviews. I mean, Den of Geek gave it a good review. Radio Times gave it a good review. Well, Radio Times always give everything good review because they, they have, they, they they never say anything bad about. Because, who does? The Radio Times, they're always the rah rah channel. All time. Oh, well, how yeah. Many, how many episodes has the companion stepped up and had to make a decision like that? It just, I've seen it before. We've seen it before. So why? why we've seen it with Clara. We've seen it with Amy. We've seen it with Rose. We've seen it with Donna. It, it happens all the time. Yep. I don't know. Except Rory, he doesn't do stuff like he's because he's a wimp. But you know, <laughs> he lets Amy do it. <laughs> well, this this ended on a cliffhanger. We basically saw these aliens kind of take over the world. So obviously, the next episode will deal with that, and not some alternate reality in the 30s. But um, maybe we're, maybe they're taking a break from that, and they're going to go to that. I don't know. But so well, anyways. I don't know. I mean, the next episode is where we're supposed to see where that regeneration's supposed to come from. You know, where you see his hand on the control panel and you see it starting to glow. Uh, more foreshadowing of him regenerating. Good. Yeah. But it's only going to be episodes. How many episodes are in this season? Twelve. With the 13th at Christmas. Which so is we're, what, we're halfway, right? We're, this is episode six? No, this was eight. 
I thought this was seven. Oh, seven. You're right. All right, so we're about halfway. Yeah. Um, how many more stories does Moffat write? Well, he's doing the Christmas special, which is one. The two-part season ender, that's two. And after next week's is the Mark Gatiss Ice Warrior story. Okay. So, oh, Mark Gatiss. Another one? So you just say too many, that would be a good answer. Okay. <laughs> I think he's only doing three more. I think because Rona Munro is doing one too. Yeah. So that's eight, nine, ten, and he's doing long trouble. Yeah, he's got three more left. Two more. Three more too many. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. You're right, though. He's done worse than this. This isn't... I just... I was in a very uh, pick-it-apart pick mood, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, I don't normally write down stuff like that, but if it's a bad episode, I usually don't even write anything down. It's kind of like, oh, ah! But this one, I, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I just found so many problems with it. But overall, I thought the idea was kind of cool that the aliens are not going to just regularly invade. They're going to take over by people are going to voluntarily, sub, you know, subject to them or whatever. But so, is there anything else we want to say about this one? No, I think watching the three of them back to back might be beneficial. I might do that next weekend. Like watch Extremis and then Pyramid and then The Lie of the Land, and maybe it will make more sense. That's the problem with these story arcs, you know. You yeah, like, and, and it's lie as L I E, not you know like lying down like it's supposed to be. <laughs> so double meaning. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, maybe maybe. Maybe it'll make all, make more sense. I don't think it'll be much better, but may, maybe there's a few unanswered questions that we'll get answers to. But, uh, yeah. I guess it's good to remain positive. <laughs> <laughs> there have been far worse episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this one was okay. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it, it was... wasn't terrible. It's just that the first few episodes were so good. Yeah, that's and it. This one, you... You're like looking at things like why is that? Why is that? That you know. And mm -hmm. it's not it's not because Moffat's clever. I mean, I've had discussions with people online where they're like, "Well, you don't get it because you just don't know what you're talking." You know, that Moffat's, aha, he's so clever that he's you know he's not. He's he's the Bill character was non-existent in this last two episodes, in my opinion. There was a little bit of a glimmer when she got mad at him, you could see her acting ability of Pearl Mackey, but for the most part, she doesn't do anything. She just kind of says a couple of things, and it's very Moffat-like, and not as refreshing as the last, the first few. Right, because I truly think that Moffat does not know how to write for women. No. And he, all he needs to do is really write as if they're a man, and it, it should be okay. There's differences, right. obviously, but when, when you're doing a show like this, just pretend it's a... Don't try to... I don't know, maybe it's the companion... Well, maybe it's more of the companion, because he writes Missy okay, because she's the villain. 
But maybe he has trouble writing for a companion. Because he writes her as a villain. He doesn't write her as a female. Yeah. Right. There's that, too. And unless they're flirting, or and they, she was doing a little bit of that, unless they're flirting or something, maybe he doesn't know how to do it. Maybe they have to be, um, I don't know. But it's too late now to fix it. And they just go off and go do something else and see what happens. And hopefully Chris Chibnall will be better with the female characters. Yeah. Let's hope so. It's great on Broadchurch with them. Yeah, so yeah, look forward to that. <laughs> I don't know if I can watch these episodes again, so... Uh... Okay, so uh, final word on this one. This is not the this is the worst pyramid up uh, Doctor Who pyramid episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Because <laughs> there's only one more, right? There's pyramids of Mars, and that one's like fantastic. So. Yeah, so it's a, it's not saying much. I thought the effect, I mean it was a, I thought the effect of the pyramid looked good. I I, I you know it looked kind of I, I don't understand what the soldiers were there for, but. Yeah, I do. Uh, region, you know, on the border of Russia and China. Yeah. I'm just glad the doctor's blindness thing is over. Glad me too. Yeah. Yeah, they made too much of a big deal out of it. Again, it's the same thing of like not telling someone something, even though all you need to do is tell them, and that whole drama will be gone. It's not a big surprise. Who cares? She didn't pick up on it, which was kind of weird. You know, Nardo's yeah. sitting there describing everything, and there's an alien standing right in front of you. It's like she's like didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I know. It was, it was kind of that was kind of weak. Considering yeah, she was then, observant. she's been a lot sharper and more observant in the past episodes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess that's it. So uh, thanks for listening.